2: Good evening. This is Talking Devils, the leading independent Manchester United podcast. I'm your host, Wayne Barton, joined by two former Manchester United players to talk over a mixed week at the club. First of all, joined by uh, Phil Marsh. How are you doing, Phil? You
3: all right? I Wayne? Yeah, all good, mate. All good. Thanks. Um I had a busy schedule this week in work, so I've been a bit hectic. Um, but yeah, everything's good. Obviously, good result the other night against Chelsea, which was a uh, so a nice way to finish the week. Um, and, yeah, I think, obviously, you know, we'll get into the podcast now, have we'll chat about the next couple of games, but, you know, that game's give me a little bit more optimism. Um, I thought, you know, it was all doom and gloom. Until, you know, that point, I thought, if we can't beat Chelsea, then we really are struggling because they was bad the other day. Yeah, they, I mean, it probably should have been more goals from both sides, really. But, yeah, just happy to get over the line. Yeah. Um Lee, how are you doing? Oh sorry, I forgot
2: Lee. Um to the to the listeners, obviously it's Lee Lawrence, uh former United Defender. How are you doing, Lee? You're good? I'm good, mate. I'm good. Uh bit of a mad
4: mad time of year for me with uh obviously, as you well know, I've run my own central eating company. So I'm trying to get everything sorted a couple of weeks before Christmas. It's uh it's a horrendous time for work. But apart from that, mate, yeah, like Phil said, we'll get into the podcast in a bit, but Maybe a little bit of optimism in a bleak season so far, so um, it uh, definitely brightened my day up the other day, and I'm sure we'll talk more in depth about it as we go on.
2: Yeah, we will. Um you. You guys will be um, very heartened to know that you know. Yeah, it might, might might well be optimistic, but I'm going to be here to strike a dagger in the hearts towards the end. So <laughs> to bring the mood right down, I've got a couple of conversation points. <laughs> Um, unfortunately. But yeah, I mean, I don't want to talk about Newcastle. We talked about that on Monday's uh, podcast with Paul. Um We talk about Chelsea, United 1-2-1. Um, Dave O, who usually does the Monday podcast, he put out, um, I think it was on his Facebook actually, he said, it's the only game I've seen ever which either side could have won 4-1 and the other side couldn't have complained. Um, I think United might have had a few more grumbles because they had 18 shots in the first half. I think they ended with 28 in the end. Um, ridiculous amount of shots and good opportunities in the first half as well. Um, McTominay scored to make it 1-0, and then they equalised, obviously. And you just thought, yeah, that's United. just They let them off the hook, and you worried about what was going to happen in the second half. McTominay had that chance to score a second goal um, twice. The header and then the, the follow up shot, and then there were other shots as well, other chances. island had uh, one dragged across. He's still looking for his pr- first Premier League goal, um, a few others as well. And generally though, um the reaction to the Newcastle game was visible in the fact that you dropped Rashford, you dropped Martial, and then you seen the seen this um increase in endeavour really and energy throughout the team. And you know, I, I don't like saying that because I think i'm one of marcus's biggest fans um, but obviously the drop-off this season has been quite pronounced and there's no hiding place in in that newcastle performance but i mean yeah we're not going to talk about talk about chelsea and, and the response from that um you know obviously go in from the start hoyland was in from the start and anthony started and one of anthony's best i don't say anthony was particularly brilliant but he's definitely his best performance of the season and United needed that they needed that kind of energetic press from the the front six players and they got it um probably Amrabat's best game for us as well and, and a good time to get it um Phil I'll, I'll come to you first obviously then we score in the second half Nacho with the cross McTominay heads it in um, and then I think McTominay had a chance straight after to make it hat trick but I mean he's come up a clutch player this season that's twice he scored two goals in mm. Um, wins, I think that he's at 6-7 or for the season already, Um, a really, really strong start to the season and I guess you could talk about McTominay on his own, Um, so I'll I'll leave that for a little bit later, but in terms of the performance and the win um, what did you make of what we saw the other night?
3: Yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head, really when with uh, the sort of comparison to the the Newcastle game, so we don't want to talk about that too much, but I just think the energy level and the effort and just sort of the overall sort of uh, where they went about the game was was miles better. Um Although the quality was still a little bit, you know, not where it needs to be for, from both sides. Really, I think we're we're obviously two teams this season that are both visibly struggling uh, with that little bit of quality, especially in the final third. Uh, having that cutting edge and, and just being able to sort of consistently create good opportunities um, and and put them in the back of the net is a, is a massive sort of issue, really, for both teams. But as you say, I think a lot better with uh, getting Luke Shaw back into the left side of uh, the, the back four. Looked a lot more balanced. Um As you said, I think Amrabat had a better game, although I think he still can probably do a little bit more and we've probably not seen the best of him yet. Um But as you say, just just the, the pressing at the front, I think we, we made Chelsea make so many mistakes, just not through you know, really good play or anything. It was just from, you know, getting in the faces and, and putting people under pressure. I think look, I, I counted, you know, at one point, the goalkeeper for Chelsea had made like three or four really poor kicks and that was down to, you know, us putting pressure on him and, and not having options available that we were still trying to play out. So sometimes, you know, just by working hard and and sort of putting that, you know, back four of the opposition under pressure, you can you can, you know, create chances and, and opportunities from that. Uh, which is what we've not done enough of this season, and I think that's you know been visible for for many many people to see in in previous weeks and games that you know certain players and the body language and the effort and the work rate just hasn't been there. And I think the other night was a was a, a massive game in terms of you know just just giving the fans confidence that we can see the team putting a shift, putting a performance. As I said, you know. We, we can play a lot better. The, 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 the sort of quality um, of some of the play wasn't quite there and, you know, there was a lot of misplaced passes and, and bad decision-making and, and some poor finishing at times. But I think overall, you know, you come away from that game and you look at it and you think, you know, we've, we've worked our socks off, you know, we've, we've, we've won the game. Yeah, we could probably improve in, in in a lot of areas, but it's a good foundation now to kick on and, and sort of, move forward with, with these next few games that are obviously going to be um, a, a bit of a defining moment really for me with, with not just the season, I think obviously for the manager, he's been under a lot of pressure. I think these next three games now, if you, if you can come out of these with, you know, maybe, you know, four points in the league and get a result against Bayern, then again, the the season sort of looks a little bit more rosy from, from where it has been.
2: Yeah. Um, yeah, very strong... Uh winner good points made there. Obviously we're going to talk about Bournemouth and, and Bayern and Liverpool as we as we move on. Um Lee, um United needed that on, on the other night, didn't they? And Tinog needed it as well, that kind of performance. Can you hear me, mate? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sorry,
4: mate, just come on put thoughts on mute then. Sorry about that, mate. Uh, yeah, yeah, I agree with more or less everything Phil just said then. Um keep for me. The, the the key thing playing like we was uh, the other day compared to how we have been playing and I wrote it down here is we attack with pace and purpose uh, which we've not seen to do for a hell of a long time um, it's not hard just to work hard with, without trying to without running the risk of keep going over the same thing on the podcast um, you know you can forgive poor performances you can people you know go through a lack of confidence and a you know a lack of form. Um, you can't you, you can't forgive a lack of effort. Um, the main thing for me was, it put a it put a starting eleven out what you know really dug in, uh, pressed like Phil said, pressed from the start, um, closed down well, worked hard on and off the ball, and and you know we it, it's not hard to do, and it's all about keeping the fans on side. As long as you can keep the fans on side, if you're going through a poor spell, Bear in mind a poor spell, we're still joint fifth in the league. <laughs> I don't know how. Well, I mean, we're sixth, but we're we're joint fifth on points. We're top, new we're supposed to have one of the best seasons they've ever had. We're above Newcastle. We're three points off City, um, and and look, look, look at what we've been doing all season. You know, it's uh, so even though we're playing really poorly, um, we're still we're still grinding results. So it obviously it shows that in in the league table where we are. Um, the only thing that I'd, I'm I'm not sure with Phil when he said I think we could do better. I don't think personally. With what I've seen this season with the team what we put out and the team what we've got available to us, that we can do much better, if I'm being honest, as in, in quality wise, I, I don't think that we've got the quality and what we've got available for us at the moment to to put in a much better performance than than we did do against Chelsea. Um and like I say, it was just an absolute crazy game. Could have been four, five, one either way. Um but with the all we can ask for is 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 what they did. Try the best, run hard on and off the ball, and try and get a result, and that's what we did. And you know, at the end of it, I was I was pleased with how we did and how we performed.
2: Yeah, what do you make of uh, McTominay? then? Because this is a, a player who you know he's been much maligned over you know a long period of time, and you know even at points last season, Ten tried him in defensive midfield, and I think he quickly discovered that it's not the best area for Scott to play in, not his best skill set. Um, he's a Really fit to play them. Ollie trusted him there, but um, he's obviously he's, he's things about his positional discipline, and you know that we saw against Newcastle. Really, that, he, that I won't say cost us, but he gets dragged to the ball when other players aren't doing their job, and that can cost us. Um, but obviously, there, there are things about him. But yeah, maybe he's not the most skillful. Maybe he's not the most talented in the natural sense of the word, but. Him staying at the club in the summer has probably resulted as you know us getting maybe another eight or nine points that we wouldn't have had, um, thanks to not just the, the goals, but his endeavour really and his desire to get on the end of those um um crosses and you know getting those kind of situations, his desperation to win games for Manchester United and, and Lee, you know, it, it seems like an obvious point. Um, but it, it's something that is sometimes lost because some people will say it's a gimmick, right? They'll say, oh, United's like a youth team kind of thing. But that, McTominay's difference this season, the things that McTominay's brought in a positive way has probably been that manifestation of what that United youth spirit is all about, isn't it? That's what you've seen on the pitch with, with him. Yeah, exactly, mate. I've just, exactly,
4: you took the words out of my mouth. I was just going to say he, he grew up at the club uh, he's got the right attitude he's, he's had the, the best coaches you know he probably had the same coaches me and or a lot of the same coaches we had he'd have the same thing drummed into him week in week out about the club um but what it means to wear a, you know to wear the shirt and represent the badge um so even if he's not you know uh, more skillful which let's be honest we all know he's not he's not our, our best player in the world we all know he's not technically as good as other players that we've got but he will always give you that effort and he'll always give you that determination um, for me, it, at the minute, he's undroppable, um, and I'm not saying that as a fact that I think he's good enough to take us on and to win a Premier League or anything along along that line because I don't think he is. But as an attitude-wise, and and as a someone who'll give you 100% every time he's on the pitch, even if he's having a bad game, he's, he's not going to throw a strop. He's not going to you know put his hands up and look at other people and try and blame other people, and and you know give me 11 players like that every game. As opposed to, and I don't want to call Marcus Rashford um, because, again, he's one of our own. He's in bad form again, you know, but his attitude seems to be slipping. Um, for me, Martial, is, is why we're still still messing around with Martial, I don't know. But you could give me 11 people like McTominay with that attitude on the pitch every day, then apparently these world-class players who just don't seem like they want to put a shift in, they don't want to play for the club. They don't want to work out for themselves and the teammates. Um So, yeah, for, for me at the minute, McTominay is, uh, is undroppable. You, you've got to play him, especially, like again, with what we've got. Um, I, I think he's doing a great job there. If it wasn't for him, like I say, with seven, eight goals down, probably results down. Um, and it's been a great turnaround because I'm, I'm sure, like many, I was probably thinking it would have been better for him to move on uh, last summer. Uh, and again, another shout to Maguire. Very, very similar thoughts with Maguire. Um, mm. Don't think he's good enough um, for what we need going forward. But third play to the guys at the captaincy took off him. It looked like everyone wanted him out the club behind the scenes and the fans and everything. But he's pulled his socks up. He's worked hard. He's never moaned. Um, and again, he's been one of our one of our better players. Um, and one, I think he's won the Premier League Player of the Month, honey. Um, mm. Absolute fantastic attitude to a fantastic mate. So you've got you've got to give them to. Massive, massive props for what they've done, um, and like I say, hopefully we've got Shaw back now. And um, Phil mentioned it a little bit earlier. Um, he'll, 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 definitely, definitely strengthen that back four up uh, and helping attack there on the left hand side. Um, so when we when we get Martinez back, we've got Shaw back. And looked like he was coming on a little bit the other day. Um, looked like the play we've seen at the World Cup. Um, you know, Gernaccio, Although he's still raw, when I watched him the other day against Chelsea, he's still raw, but he worked hard. He got the ball, he created chances, he set up a goal. He, you know, he 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 made things happen. Um, we we could hopefully if we get these plays back, and we start gelling. We could hopefully have a decent a decent second half of the
2: season. Yeah, I hope so. A um, couple of comments in here. Dan says, "Evening, chaps," and Dave. Evening, Dan. I hope you're all right. Nice to see you from 40, 50, 60 odds distance the other night. Hope to see you tomorrow, hopefully. And Dave says Luke's show will be essential to our season going forward. Uh, no surprise that Gronacho's game has gone up a level since the show's come back. Keith's left us idea. Yeah, the balance is obviously crucial. Regalon was all right when he came on the other night as well. Um, Phil, uh, a note on McTominay. Uh, i guess me and lee have stolen all the good buzz phrases but um pay what, what do you make of McTominay's contribution of late no i
3: think he's been he's been brilliant this year i think you know playing him in that little bit more of an advanced role has, has definitely suited him and i think we've definitely seen the best of him um obviously you know gets into the box and, and sort of is a, is a decent finisher you know he's shown that for, for scotland as well so um yeah, I think, you know, with, with the sort of grounding that he's had and obviously he's came through the academy, as Lee said, he, he knows exactly what, it's, uh, what it is to play for the club. And he has got the right attitude. And I think, as Lee said at the minute, he is maybe undroppable, just purely based on the way that he's um, he, he is as a player in terms of his attitude, his work rate, the way he sort of expresses himself on the pitch. Um, and he, he's leading by example for me at the moment with, with you know, just, just his all-round game. Um which is is surprising when you look at all, how many sort of you know experienced players that we have got in the team that were, were sort of sat here looking at Scott McTominay as the sort of you know person who's, who's sort of leading by example and, and sort of you know setting the standard if you like so you know fair play to him and, and hopefully he can he can continue with you know his goal scoring form because as, as we've said you know without him this season you know you take away them goals and and that's you know probably us sort of sitting in the bottom half of the table. Um, so, yeah, fingers crossed he can keep putting in the performances. And, and as we said, I think, you know, once we get some more of these players back who, are, who have been missing, uh, who are pivotal in the way that we want to play and sort of the way, you know, the foundation of the back four is, um, we, we'll hopefully start seeing the, the best of, you know, some of these other players as well, which isn't an excuse, but I do think, you know, the injuries have, have sort of had a big part to play in, in some of the, you know, performances and, and sort of, you know, some of the results maybe.
2: Um, what do you reckon for for Bournemouth tomorrow then? Because I mean, Bournemouth have actually probably been in better form than what most people would give them credit for. You expect them to be really struggling like Sheffield United have been, but they, you know, they've been decent, um, putting a, a good uh, fist of it. And I, I'm expecting a probably a more difficult game tomorrow than what I, I did the other night. Really, I expect Bournemouth to be um, stiffer opposition. What do you reckon, Phil?
3: Yeah, I think obviously Bournemouth. You know, last couple of weeks they've they've definitely sort of um, you know, improved and, and picked up some really good results. You know, you look at the uh, the results that they've they've won uh, in the last couple of games. You know, two I think it was uh, Tottenham the other week, uh, who obviously have been playing well this year. And um, you know, so they're going to be coming to Old Trafford with you know a lot of confidence. And um, they've not really got anything to lose. You know, they're going to be the underdogs. But as you say, you know, they're they're starting to find a little bit of form. Um, I think for us, you know, we've obviously come off the back of a good result, and and we're still um, sort of trying to find our maybe best eleven, and trying to get everyone back into the team that needs to be sort of playing where we're playing with confidence and stuff. So, again, it's going to be a really tough game in in, in that respect. But you know, we've got to go into that with the belief now that we're we're on the start of a run. Um, you know, we're playing a lot better. The energy levels just have to be there. I think if we if we can match them on energy from the, the first minute to the last minute, one to 11, we we should have better quality and, and the sort of, you know, more possession to win that game of football. But again, it, it comes down to can we replicate the performance? Um, again, in terms of the, the basics, the work rate, the energy, you know, when your individual battles. I think that's where we're at at this moment in time. We're not at a level where we can just turn up and, you know, expect to beat someone like Bournemouth at home because we've seen it time and time again this year. You know, if you're not on your game and you turn up with the attitude thinking that you know you just have to turn up and, and the game of football takes care of itself, that's far from from the case. And and, and you know, we've seen loads of upsets this year. And um, and as I say, every game in the Premier League is a massive a massive ask, a massive game. Uh, but I am confident now that we've we've sort of turned a little bit of a corner. I think the manager was brilliant the other night in, in dropping Rashford and Martial. It was a big decision, bold decision, but it had to be done. You know, it had to be made after the the, the Newcastle performances were just totally unacceptable. Um, and hopefully now these lads that have come in, um, you know, can keep the shirt and, and keep that momentum going into the next couple of games, because I say these next three games now are going to be a really pivotal uh, part of the season in terms of, you know, where we are. Just before Christmas uh, in the Premier League, and and obviously we we, we are going to need a result, obviously against Bayern to to progress, Uh, and and hopefully you know the other result goes our way. But yeah, I'm I'm quite confident. I think we've we've sort of you know with the players we've got available at this moment in time, we're we're sort of looking okay. And as we say, when some other players come back, the, the sort of second half of the season will will hopefully be a lot more. Consistent and a lot better than we've we've shown this uh, first half of the season.
2: Yeah. Um, good points there, Phil. Um, we'll come to you, Lee. So I just seen a lot of um, <laughs> frustrated hate for Angie ball in the comments from Dan and Dave. There, I have a lot of sympathy for Spurs. Um, well, I say a lot of sp- sympathy. Do you know they're getting a lot of criticism at the moment? You know, it's the same kind of thing that we were going through. Well, we are. We're still going through it with the injury crisis and everything like that. I think he's done a good job down there so far, and I like the sort of standards that he's setting. I uh, will see how it turns out. But I mean, the, the point is they, they face nowhere near the same kind of criticism as what United have done. You know, you've not seen Ange getting ready for, to get psyched, and Ten Hag still got more credit in the bank than him because he at least won a trophy and got into the Champions League. Um Lee, I, I guess though, that's the kind of point, isn't it? I mean, United in in this position, it's not about Chelsea, in a way, because Chelsea takes care of itself. You know, they're going to come to Old Trafford. Some of the players will be looking at it, thinking they're in a bit of disarray. There's an opportunity to get a good result there. And and they were definitely turned on for that game because they had all those chances. And, you know, they did everything that we want to see from a 10-arc team. That was a a quintessential um, 10-arc performance, if you like. You want to see these teams play like that. But it's not about just turning it on against Chelsea. You've got to turn it on against Bournemouth, and and this isn't a game by game Chelsea Chelsea against Bournemouth kind of thing. This is a cultural. This is part of that cultural reset, isn't it? United, and so it's not Bournemouth. It's the bigger picture, really, and that's where that's what a lot of us are going to be looking to see tomorrow. Is are we going to get that same kind of performance? I, I'm not far off with the way that I'm looking at that. Am I? No, not at all, mate.
4: I'm uh, I'm banking on Tenag staying brave and literally picking the same side obviously apart from Lindelof because I believe Lindelof's took a knock hasn't he Um, but the fundamental of of what he did for me um, I would play all them lads again they've obviously got the confidence now of the performance and the win against Chelsea Um, so I would 100% put as many of them starting lads on as I could who started the other day maybe put Shaw in uh, for Lindelof and put Vega on at left back or I believe Baran's back fit again whether it has been a fitness issue or something, what well, you know, we're unaware of, I'm not sure. Um, but apart from that, I would definitely keep the same starting 11. Um, tell them to do exactly the same thing as they did. Don't be scared, don't be scared, go for it. Um, play with pride, play with pace, play with passion, and let's get that mentality back that Man United should have. Um, I think if we do that, we won't go far wrong, to be honest, against Bournemouth. Yeah,
2: um, we'll talk about Bayern then. Um, United have, um, I don't know how, how you describe what they've done with their Champions League group so far. They've, it's been a right royal mess. Um, nine goals scored in away games. I was trying to, look, I was looking the other day at like how many times they've scored nine goals in Champions League groups. away. I know they did it in the treble. Um, you know, scored like five, five or six, six at Bromby, wasn't it, and then two at, at Bayern and, nine, and three at Barça. So they definitely went um, above nine. Um that even David Moyser's one. I know they scored five in one game against Leverkusen and I can't the, the other um teams don't chip off my tongue really, um easily. But you know, it's not a it's not a common thing to score nine goals in the away games in the Champions League. United managed it. They managed to lose two of them in the last minute. And then the other one they just threw away the game like, right near the end, the Galtasaray, which was crazy. And it's left them in a situation which is nowhere near in their hands. So they can, they can win and, and not even go through if one of the other teams, if Galtasaray or Copenhagen, win the other game, uh, which you would you'd probably expect that someone is going to do that. Um, You've got to prepare for it. So United, um, in one respect, looking down the, the barrel of a Europa League campaign again if they get a, a decent result against Bayern. Um, that's still presuming that, Lee. Um, I think it's such a crazy thing. She would talk about the league and where United are in the league, and I think that's probably uh, representative of a poor league. And even in the Champions League, when we were at Bayern, you're just thinking if we had a couple of those players back, like if they were fit and they were ready to play in this game, we don't look a million miles away from them that's I, I don't know if that's like United lulling you in but, or if it's like this thing that we've talked about on the podcast before where they always seem to play to the level of the opposition. But they, they didn't look a million miles away from Bayern. But then you see them against Copenhagen away and you see them against Galatasaray away, the way that we defended in particular, and you think they're not even good enough to win the Europa League. How would you? What conclusions have you drawn from this Champions League campaign? And what do you reckon is going to happen uh, against Bayern?
4: I, I've got no conclusions, mate, if I'm being perfectly honest with you, because it's the, the United this season, whether it has been in the Premier League or in particular in the Champions League, it's, it's just, it blows my mind. You know, before we, got, before we got the man sent off against Copenhagen, we was comfortable, we've looked comfortable in quite a lot of the matches, if I'm being honest, but we're really, really, really good at messing a lead up and giving away goals. And the discipline has been way off, especially in the Champions League, way, way off. Uh, for my liking. And like I say, it's I don't even think it's been a lack of quality. I think it's been more a lack of discipline and maybe a lack of belief that you know we can take the lead and, and, and keep hold of the lead. Um that comes out to two things. again could it be an attitude thing, could it be the managers getting things wrong within you know within that that group of games that we've had uh and and, and the choices and the formations. I'm not sure have we not put the lads out to you know to secure the win. It's just I, I can't draw any conclusions for it because it's been it's just been absolutely mental. It's been a mental season, an absolutely mental season, um, in in both the Premier League and and the Champions League. Um, you know, as it stands, we could go we could we could we could play Bayern and we could turn them over and we could qualify, um, which again is mental to think of with the results we've had and where we're lying the table. Um, conclusion wise, man, I, I, I can't draw I can't draw a conclusion on it. Uh, I don't know if it's going to go against Bayern. Um, I don't think that will get a result. Um, I don't think we'll qualify. I don't know if I really want to qualify for the Europa League. I'm not sure if I want I want that um, this season or not. Um, or would it be better to you know to concentrate on the Premier League more? It's it's just one of them. Uh, it's just one of them. But as for the Champions League, the only thing I can say is I don't think we've been as poor as the results have made out.
2: Yeah. No, that's a fair point. Um, Phil, like Lee said, I was a little bit unfair to Lee asking him to give me a conclusion.
0: Picture the scene. All of your mates are around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com.
2: Push into that, um, <laughs> to the five games that we've seen in the Champions League, like, oh, what, what do you think? Um, when really it's. Um, like um, Dan said in the comments, it's a series of unfortunate events. Psychologists will be studying that Champions League five games for years. See what, like, you know, like the mentality of throwing away the, the goals, uh, like the leads that we've had, and the, the coming back into games only to throw the position away. Um, and it really, all that points to is a team a squad that's getting to know each other and they don't have the experience of playing at that level. That's what that is. That's what you're seeing on the pitch, that they just don't have the experience to deal with that sort of thing. It is all about experience of A, playing together, and B, playing together at that level. That said, um, it still presents a situation where we could qualify on on um, Wednesday night. What what do you make of... First of all, what, what do you think is going to happen against Bayern? And second of all, like Lee said... And I've heard a few people say it It might be better off for United not to qualify and not even to get into the Europa just to have the rest of the season free. And I, You know, generally, I'm like, I, I would disagree because I think, oh, it's always good for United to be in all the competitions. I never want to see United lose. And I'm not saying that here, by the way. I still want them to win on, on Wednesday night and then let nature take its course uh, with, with the rest of it. Um, it is Wednesday night, isn't it? Is it Wednesday when they play? Um, I think so. Yeah, I think so, yeah. Um e- either way um, I still want them to, to win but I, I can see the point and I do somewhat agree with it that in the short term even qualifying for the Champions League this season isn't necessary for what the trajectory that we've we've got going on, it's more about getting the manager the opportunity to trim the squad and, and mould the squad the way that he wants it and to build that identifiable style which again we did see against chelsea the other night um so yeah the, the two questions there which I completely ran past after what would you reckon we'll do against Bayern, and um what do you reckon to the story of or the theory of it's better it might be better that we're not in it at all
3: uh yeah well i'll i'll do it in reverse order so i think just touching on the the champions league campaign this year i think um as we've seen in certain games i think we've done really, really well, been in total control of the game. And then an incident's happened, a bit of adversity, a red card or conceded a poor goal. And I think what's been highlighted for me uh, more than anything in terms of at that level, especially, I mean, we've seen it in the Premier League as well at times, but especially at the top level in the Champions League games, what I've seen is we haven't really got any leaders on the pitch. We haven't got someone who can grab the game by the scruff of the neck who can sort of say, Right, if we conceded a goal here, like the, the, the perfect example for me was when Rashford got sent off uh, against Copenhagen and we was cruising. You know, we needed to see that 10 minute period out to time and, and stay in the game 2-0 up. And instead, we didn't really change anything tactically. We didn't change anything in terms of the formation. And then we ended up conceding uh, some sloppy goals and the game completely changed. The crowd got up and it was a completely different game at this moment in time for me because we haven't got them leaders and people on the pitch you can you know scream at lads and say listen we're sitting in for 10 minutes here make sure you don't go over the halfway line we're keeping it at 2-0 I think we've just got a real lack of experience and leadership and and sort of people who who know how to manage a game so I think that's cost us in quite a few games obviously we've seen individual errors the goalkeeper and, and some, you know, decisions that, you know, you might think we've been a bit unlucky with, which you you all get that. Um, so that that's just my takeaway, really, from the Champions League campaign up to now. I think we've played really well. We've been flying in some games, but then just not had that sort of, you know, man management within the game. Obviously, your manager can take a bit, of, you know, stick from that maybe as well. But the players inevitably are the ones on the pitch who have got to, you know, deal with that and manage it on the pitch. Um I think the Bayern Munich game, for me, um, obviously they're, they're, they're going to rest players. I think, you know, they're already quiet, so they're going to play a, a maybe weakened team. However, you know, when you say a weakened team, you look at their squad, you look at the players they've got available. Um, you know, they could probably rotate seven or eight players and still have a a really, really good side that's going to give, you know, any team in world football a problem. So it's definitely going to be a tough game. I think, you know, we we just got to go in with the attitude that, you know, it's our last shot at staying in the Champions League. You've got to work your socks off because that's, you know, Bayern Munich. If you don't work hard, that's, the, the, you know, the, you may as well not bother turning up because uh, because the quality that they've got, although, you know, sometimes they do have a little dip in form. They always work the socks off. The manager's got that drilled into them. They all know the roles. They all know the positions. They're a well-oiled uh, machine. And if we're not even going to put a shift in and work hard, then, you know, even the B team would would sort of give us a, a good hiding. So for me, it's just an opportunity to go out there, express yourself, give it one last crack. If we can win the game brilliant and, and qualify, I I would be more than happy with that. Although I do think, you know, if we do go on and qualify, we're we're not equipped and we're not ready at this moment in time with where we are as a team, where we are as a squad to go on into the to the last stages and, and sort of challenge. So it wouldn't be the worst thing for me if we did end up going in the Europa League. I think we probably would have a a much better chance, really, of sort of, you know, doing something in that competition and, and maybe trying to, you know, get to the last stages in that. I think that's where we're at at the moment. Um, and that's not, not to say that, you know, I wouldn't want to qualify in the Champions League. I would. I'd love to and, you know, see us play a big team and get through. But just being honest from what I've seen this season and where we're at, as a club with with some of these players and, um, you know, the performance levels that I'm seeing uh, at that level where I think I'd be confident really going into that um, and and sort of, you know, seeing us progress. So, yeah, I I hope we do progress really, but as I say, either way, you know, you want to just keep that momentum going and I think the Europa League probably would be a better route for us to to maybe get another crack at some silver. Yeah, Um, uh,
2: although... I will say, having looked at some of the teams in the Europa League, Liverpool are in that, aren't they? Do you know, and still, I don't think we're as strong as Liverpool at the moment. Um, Lee, we'll talk about Liverpool. Actually, my the way that I envisage this, you know, like perfect scenario is that we win against Bayern and we go through. That's what we all want to see. Um, but you know, the reasonable expectation is United are favourites to win against Bournemouth, right? So. Win against Chelsea, win against Bournemouth, a lot of that confidence comes back. Obviously, it depends. Like, Don't take the win against Bournemouth for granted. I'm not doing that here. But the, the nature of the way that we win against Bournemouth has got to be important as, as it was against Chelsea. So you've got to see a good performance in, against Bournemouth and the win. Then, let's say, being realistic, you get a good result against Bayern, right? Where the, the performance is good. The tails are up. They draw... They even win, but they don't go through because there's a winning in the other game, so United are out. And then there'll be pressure either way. Um They, they could even lose. Regardless, like United, the expectation that I saw it somewhere, it's either 12% or 21% the probability that United have of going through. Either way, it's quite remote. It's, it's very slim, the chances are. So let's take it as red, even optimistic speaking, they'll, they'll win against Bournemouth, but they'll you know, odds are they'll, they'll be eliminated from the Champions League, and the pressure will be on Ten Hag then because everyone will be talking about being eliminated from the Champions League. And then we go into the game against Liverpool. If we see an upturn in performances like we did against Chelsea, like we see something against Bournemouth and we see something against Bayern, I, I mean, I'm inclined anyway to back the manager. I am even if if the performances aren't good, I'm still going to back the manager. Because I see the bigger picture, but in terms of the trend, and you know, like obviously, you want to see that kind of um, run of consistency and the momentum going. If it slips away and you don't see that, the pressure is even greater. You know where I'm going with this because we're going against Liverpool, and the last two results that we've had there are seven nil and four nil. I I look at the landscape and mounting criticism if we're eliminated from the Champions League the way that it's been over the, the last um, few weeks and months and they're ready to write him off and Liverpool are in a good run of form at the moment they do they're looking like they're purring a little bit and they could easily turn it on against us and we could easily be vulnerable enough to concede a few goals I don't want to be asking you Lee, really It's a bad question to ask you that do you expect we're going to lose by three or more goals the point is the longer point I'm making is do you do you think that if we do Ten is um is position safe enough to to sort of survive that kind of beating?
4: Um good question. Good question, mate. All for me it all depends on the run up before the Liverpool game, as you've just kind of explained there. If we struggle against Bournemouth um at the weekend, if we struggle against Bayern Munich and then we get a good hiding um regardless. Um, I don't think, you know, I don't, I don't think the the, the club will uh, will persevere if that happens. Uh, I think if we carry on playing like we did against Chelsea, against Bournemouth, with that work ethic, and we get a result, uh, and we get a draw, or maybe a win against Bayern, um, and don't qualify. And then go away at Liverpool. But in mind, Liverpool, let's be honest, we've got to be honest with each other here. Liverpool are, are a better side than us at the moment. You know, they better squad. They've got better players, more technically gifted players, and they look more of a rended team than us. So personally on a personal point of view, I, I don't I, I'm not overly confident that we're gonna, you know, it, it's away at Liverpool too, isn't it? Um so I, I'm not I'm not massively confident at getting any kind of result. Um but I believe if we get a good run up towards Liverpool um, and we can put in performances and build a bit of confidence, I'm hoping that we don't get a hide, in, if I'm being honest. Um and as long as I think if we can stay competitive in the game, um, you know, and, and, and show that again, like I said earlier, keep keep the fans on side with the work ethic and 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 doing what we're supposed to do and, and, and keeping the fundamentals right. I think Teneg's kinda of safe. Personally I wouldn't get rid of Tenag anyway. Um, I don't think a lot of a lot of what's gone on this season is anything to do with him. I think he got brought in um to discipline the team. It's gonna be hard to discipline this current group of players that we've got. Um, I think he's done that well, if I'm being honest. I think he's not he's, he's been no nonsense. Um, as you've seen with the Sancho situation. Um I think he play, he's playing players on merit now. Um, i.e. Maguire, McTominay, and um, players like that. Um, and I don't think, like I say, go back to the last season. He did a great job. Um, I don't think he's as a manager is is doing a bad job. And I don't, definitely don't think it's the answer to go and get someone else with the current crop of players that we've got. Um, I, again, I said it a couple of, a couple of weeks ago on the podcast. I think everything comes from the top at the moment. I think until until we get a big change at the top, nothing really on the pitch, manager wise or players wise or performance wise or where we are in the league is going to change. Um, and bringing in a new manager, is not, it's, it's not going to, it's not going to create any any differential there for me. So, again, Liverpool, it, it all depends on on for me the, the two games before that, and I know we do before that. If we lose to Bournemouth, if we get an eyeed enough Bayern, and then we go to Liverpool and get turned over, it's not my opinion but I've got a feeling he'll, he'll, he'll be under a lot, a lot of scrutiny and it, it, it's, it's a strong possibility that, that he could go.
2: See, told you lads, told you I'd bring the move down. Um, Phil, there you go. Struggle to beat Bournemouth, struggle against Bayern, Battered against Liverpool, 10 um, Hag is under a lot of pressure. Um, what do you reckon to that scenario? How, how likely do you reckon that is? you have? is? I'm not saying that that's possible, oh, wait, it's possible, yeah. I'm not saying that's probable, by the way. Um
3: it's definitely possible. <laughs> it's definitely possible from what we've seen this year. However, I do I do have a little bit more optimism after, you know, the, the performance and the team selection that he picked the other day uh, against Chelsea. Obviously, just just the, the basics of football, really, you know, putting a shift in, doing things at a pace, being aggressive. And I think, you know, when you play a game of football, if you do that from one to eleven. You know, you're not going to go far wrong, regardless of, you know, quality on the pitch. You know, it's 11 men v 11 men. You win your individual battles, you work hard, you put a shift in. You know, the, the, the sort of little bit of extra, you know, is is what will determine the game. Um, I'm, I'm hopeful that we can get a result against Bournemouth, although, you know, we've we've got hopeful before in the season when we've had a good performance and then we've sort of fell flat on our face. Um but as I said, I think, you know, Bournemouth, we can get a win there. The buying game, you know, regardless of what happens in the buying game, I, I think that's maybe just, you know, it is what it is. If we if we get a result, great, and we go through, highly unlikely, but that's that's brilliant. If we can get a, a draw or, or whatever and we finish finishing the Europa League, for me, I think everybody's expecting that. So the, the manager won't really sort of Come under any real pressure from that game, if I'm being if I'm being honest, unless we get an absolute hiding. Um, and then, yeah, the Liverpool game is is for me, as Lee said, you know, you just want to see us be competitive in that game, especially being a local derby. You know what what it means to the fans. You just want to make sure that your you, your team are putting in a shift, putting the effort in, not not sort of shirking um, responsibility and not you know going that extra yard and putting a tackle in and. and just doing doing the basics again what what we want to see and um, Liverpool are a better team so they are expected to win and um, so you know result wise if we lost it's it's the manner that we, we we would lose the game for me would be how the manager could could maybe come under um some extra pressure if you if you lose the game 2-1 you put a massive shift in you have some great opportunities and Liverpool just have that little bit of extra quality to to get the win I think most Man United fans would probably, you know, I would never say accept it because you always want to win, but they, they would understand, you know, we've given we've it a good go. We're, this is where we are at the moment. Never mind, let's move on to the next game. But, you know, when we've seen these performances cropping up throughout the season, you know, Newcastle where players are just strolling round and it's unacceptable and, and you know, there's, there's not that desire and that determination to go out there and, and you know, play for this year and you know, do everything and not even applauding fans at the end of games and stuff like that is, is you know, criminal. I, I sort of had a bit of a thing with that at the Newcastle game. You know, that's, that's you know, a minimum, uh, bare, bare minimum requirement. You know, fans travel, spend a lot of hard-earned money to go and support the team, regardless of your performances. And, you know, that that should be something that every single player is, you know, made to do at the end of the game. Um, so, yeah, I think... It's it's obviously a difficult week. This week's going to sort of you know determine a lot of things this year, um, and and hopefully we can come out on the right side of it. And and the manager sort of comes through that because like, I say I'm, you know I want the manager to stay. I don't think, you know changing the manager would necessarily improve or do anything. We've seen this you know a lot of times with different managers. This group of players isn't really you know going to change anything. And and for me, as we've seen, the managers dealt with a lot of hard situations um in such a short space of time and i think he's he's done the best that he could do with you know the way that it is this day and age the the power that some of these players have his hands are tied with a lot of things but i think he's managed the the dressing room and and sort of the discipline side of things really well yeah
2: just before we go and just a point i want to just elaborate on that what phil's just said lee just an interesting point we've talked about the manager managers before 10 org they sort of like lived and died by the performances of the players. Obviously, that's how football results are governed. Um, but it seems like such a critical period that this decision to drop Rashford and Martial for what we perceive to be a lack of effort that we saw in the Newcastle game, we don't know for sure. He brought on Rashford, Martial warmed up, but he wasn't in the squad. But if you play those players and you get those kind of performances... Like Now, you blame Ten equally like you blame the players for the Newcastle game because he should be aware of those players. So he, he definitely is now because we've seen the response, right? So if he plays those players against Liverpool and gets the same result and really the same result, if you're carrying two passengers, he's losing four goals easily... That's where the, the thing comes in, isn't it, really, where the finger starts to get pointed at the manager because he's not learning the lessons with that. So, Lee, I mean, with that in mind, the point is, does he sort of drop Rashford and Martial out of this next run of four or five games completely to sort of say, well, I mean, might bring on Rashford against Bayern and against Bournemouth, but when the stakes are so high, he, he's kind of got to not play them, if you understand? I don't like saying that, but you know where I'm coming from with that. Can he afford to play them at Anfield, knowing that his job could well be on the line?
4: Like I said earlier, going back to the Bournemouth game, you've got to play the same players as what played against Chelsea. You've got to play players what are in form. It's up to, now, it's now up to Forget about Martial. I don't even want to talk about Martial. I'm being honest. He wouldn't
2: he
4: wouldn't get on my bench, if I'm being honest. Um, Rashford on the other hand. It's up to Rashford now to play. We all know Rashford when he's on form. Look at him last season. Was it 30 plus last season? He's not a bad player. You don't turn into a bad player overnight. I think Rashford's problem a lot of the time is confidence. And I think when his confidence goes down, he looks for excuses uh, instead of running hard and trying to get him, himself back in form and back in the team. Uh, that's an attitude thing too. So, I wouldn't dismiss Rashford, um, but I would certainly, I would definitely agree with what Ten done uh, and benched him. I've uh, benched him for the Bournemouth game. It's up to Gernaccio now to, you know, to, to keep his, his place in the side, keep doing what he's doing. Uh, and it's up to Rashford to, when he gets maybe his 10, 15, 20 minutes at the end, to to make a case and, and, and show the manager that is ready to turn, turn his attitude around on the pitch and off the pitch. Um, and if he can, and it's great to have great competition you know it's 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 a good thing that we've got that squad depth now that we've got the competition but for me definitely definitely dropping for the Bournemouth game see how the lads do and go off performances all you can do is go off performances week, in, week out. and week are you doing on the pitch when you're playing are you doing in training are the attitudes in training um, take it from there um, but the only other thing I was thinking of too which I was going to bring up before the podcast ended is if you remember back to the Sir Alex Ferguson days he used to change formations a lot of the time going back to who we played against or personnel against who we played against would it be obviously would it, would it be a, a good thing to think about going even against Liverpool maybe knocking a 3-5-2 out right? and going you know with a back three Play more defensive plays. If if, and I'm not saying this is what I would do. I'm just thinking out loud. So say for example, if we beat Bournemouth playing with the same plays, we've got in the same formation, the same tactics, and then we go to Bayern and play the same way and get a result, or you know look like we we're, we're getting somewhere with it. Do we then go to Anfield and play that same way, or do we look at it as? let's try and get a result and let's go back to being a more defensive, more compact system. Um, I'm, I'm on the fence with that a little bit. I was going to see what you guys thought about that, if I'm being honest.
2: Yeah. Um, yeah, my thoughts are that you would, um, well, I don't care as long as you get the result. Um, I'm not bothered about the, the fluency of the, because I don't think we've got any until um, we get the full complement of players back. So until we, we do that, then I'm not bothered what we do as long as we get the results. I, I do want to see um, a consistent run of performances, don't get me wrong. And, and you know, obviously consistent selection and formation um, contributes to that. But in terms of getting a result at Anfield, considering we've lost maybe, we've lost a few on the bounce there, maybe four or five on the bounce. It's been a long time since we got a result there. Um, but, but like Phil said earlier, you know, expecting to lose um, is one thing. Expecting to lose heavily is another so as long as we go there and put in a better performance than what we have done then. Um, yeah. But, but yeah, to answer your point, I'm quite I'm open with the the formation as long as uh, it's a clever formation that um, does the job of getting a result. Phil, what, what do you make of that?
3: Um, yeah, no, I, I definitely think, you know, going away at Anfield with where we are at the moment, he, he probably will be looking at going a little bit more defensive Um just purely based on obviously their attacking players, obviously the previous results that we've had, and he obviously will, you know, know that he, this, this is the game really of the season that is sort of widely scrutinised. And, you know, especially after the last couple of results where we've sort of conceded a lot of goals and, you know, we've we've definitely been carrying players in them particular games, I remember, um, he will want to go with players who he can trust, he can rely on. And what I mean by that is, you know, Maybe players who aren't technically as good, but he knows we'll put a shift in. We'll, you know, work hard for the team. We'll track back, you know. We'll put a shift in and, and make a tackle when when he needs to. So, yeah, I, I definitely think he, he sort of will have that in the back of his mind. I agree with Lee. I think you've got to definitely stick with the team against Chelsea for tomorrow. Um, against Bournemouth. you get through that result. Uh, you roll into midweek in the Champions League you can maybe afford to maybe make a couple of changes with the Liverpool game in mind, knowing, obviously, the, the, the sort of buying game is going to be, obviously, you want to win, but, you know, it's not sort of, you know, in our hands, so you could maybe sort of look at the Liverpool game with that in mind. Uh, and then, you know, that's that's the big game, really, of of this next sort of, uh, you know, week. The Liverpool game next week is is sort of where a lot of fans will be, you know, looking for a reaction, looking for a performance, looking for, you know, us to maybe use that as a catalyst to, to sort of kick on for the second part of the season. I think if you get a result there, even if it's a draw, you know, you come away after a good performance, you've 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 battled and you've worked hard and you've you've got a point away at Anfield, you know, that can sort of give especially some of these younger players, you know, some of the younger lads now coming into these big games, you know, playing in the Champions League and some of these big Premier League games, you know, like your main who's if you can get some you know good results away and experience the an invaluable experience into some of these younger players you can use that as a catalyst then to kick on and, and sort of you know have that a little bit of momentum to, to sort of really push on after christmas once you get some of these you know big names back that we're, we're obviously missing uh your Martinezes and, and you know possibly casemiro if he's coming back into the thing into the uh, into the fold so yeah i think it's a big week for the club but i'm you know quietly optimistic. I think you know, the game against Chelsea has, has definitely um shown that we can we can mix it and and do the basics well. We just now need to do that on a on a regular basis. And I think this has been the biggest concern and the biggest worry um and stumbling block that we've we've seen, especially, you know, over the course of the last few years in terms of doing it on a regular basis. It's all right doing it against Chelsea. It's now when you play Bournemouth at home or you know you go away to Brentford, or you know, all you've got to do it every single week. That is the, the sort of benchmark every single week, 100% effort. You can live with bad performances and you know, not having a you know, not scoring a chance or you know, missing a, a penalty, whatever. If you put a shift in, the fans will never criticize you.
2: Well, I'm definitely open to see that um, over the next um, ten days or so. A massive ten days for United, and I, again, not to be too negative, but I, my brain is just bringing me back to the last days under Mourinho, where I think we beat Swansea 4-1, and at some point we beat Juventus away, we scored in the last minute, and then and then we went to Anfield and got um, taunt and You've got Pogba and Lukaku were on the bench, weren't they? And the the big symbol of Mourinho's failure. And then he got sights the the morning or 48 hours after that defeat. Um he was he was out. Um and I, I worry. Because I, like like you both said, I'm fully on board with Tenorg. And hopefully it doesn't come to that. Hopefully he gets well, next time that Phil Lee and I are here. We're talking about three wins um, from those games against Bournemouth, Bayern and Liverpool. It's definitely going to be a big 10 days for United. If you've enjoyed the podcast, um, if you could give us a like and subscribe if you're watching on YouTube and you haven't done that already. And if you've listened back on the audio podcast, even if you're watching on YouTube and you like watching us, if you can pop over to the audio podcast um, like iTunes or something. It's not called that anymore, is it? Apple Podcast. I'm still calling things Twitter and stuff like that. All the old platforms. If you could go over to there and and give us a review on there and a rating, we'd really appreciate that. And we will be back. Hopefully, I'll be able to pull the guys out of um, Christmas preparations a few days before Christmas to come back on the pod in a couple of weeks' time. Um, And we will be back. I'll be back on Monday with Paul. Until then, guys, stay safe, stay well, and thanks for listening and watching.